Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner, the podcast where we delve into the latest news through a conservative lens. In each episode, Little Joe sifts through the top headlines and news articles, offering insightful commentary and analysis from a right-leaning perspective. Whether it's politics, culture, or current events, this show explores the issues that matter most to conservative listeners. Get ready ready. to cut through the noise and get to the heart of what's really going on in the world today. Let's get started. Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Mr. Harvey, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Uh, just, uh, I appreciate you coming on with me today. Quick question before we get going. Any relation to Stephen? No. His no. name, his uh, last name ends in a G. Mine ends in an S. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I missed that on there. Hey, you never know who you're talking to, right? So you, <laughs> being that he's the kind of tech person and you're in, involved in the same thing, you just never know. Great question. Um, I love the association. Thank you. <laughs> all right. I appreciate you coming on with me today. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. You are the um, creator and founder of Revdit. Yep. You want to explain a little bit about what that is? Yeah, sure. So I built this site to show people where they've been shadow banned on Reddit. And I guess I can take a second to define what shadow banning is. I think a lot of people have heard the term if they uh, spend time on social media. But the basic definition, I, I think, is any action that uh, a social media platform takes to remove or demote your content in other pe- people's feeds that like you, the original author of the content, might not know about because the system actively obscures that modification from you. So for example, uh, you write a comment online, a moderator removes it, you don't receive any notification. And crucially, when you go back and look at your comment while you're logged in, the system shows you your comment as if it has not been removed, mm. but nobody else can see it. So this is different from transparent content moderation where the system alerts you to actions taken against you. With shadow bans, there's no alert and you're shown sort of a false status of your own content. And the only way you'll discover it is by logging out and checking or maybe by checking with another username, maybe a friend, Although sometimes the platforms make that difficult too. For example, Facebook's hide comment button will hide your comment from everyone except you and your friends. Um, Mm -hmm. So most people never discover that this happens and it causes all kinds of problems, which is why I wanted to raise awareness of the practice, which um, so far has largely gone unchallenged. Uh, Let me ask you, how how much is this happening? I, I don't personally, I'm on Reddit here and there. I'm not a... I'm not dedicated to that site. Um, How much does this happen on Reddit, say, as opposed to other sites, or if it's equal across the board, since that's the one you decided to go after first, let's say? Yeah, so I think this is extremely common. I I don't have um, research to back this up, but I, I think almost all of us who are on social media have been censored without our knowledge at some point, because I can find this tool uh, being used on all of the platforms. And on Reddit, it's extremely common. Um, I've got a button on my site that just takes you to a random Reddit user. Mm-hmm. And, and most of the time, you can find some removed comment in their history. And if you go and look at that comment, there's no public response from from a moderator indicating that it's been removed. And um, in my experience using that site, most of the time they don't send you a private message either. 
Um, so the, the onus is on the moderator to, to notify you when they've removed your content comment. And they're really not motiv- um, incentivized to do that. Now, let me ask you, the, the, as far as comments being removed, um, are do you notice that there's um, any type of common denominator there? Is it political comments? Is it just people being nasty? Is it random? In your experience, because uh, obviously since you built the website, I would imagine you probably had some problems prior to this, which is what prompted you. Um, is there any anything in specific that it looks like they hone in on that they decide to pull down without uh, your knowledge? Yeah, I mean, I could tell you specifically what comment um, triggered me to build this, but uh, generally speaking, the common denominator is whatever they want. You know, whatever the the moderators don't want you to say, and and that may be limited to, you know, say obscenities or or yeah, being harassing or um, uh, making the wrong political comment in in, in the wrong group, um, and and that may be delineated in the group's rules, um, but I think the fact that they so often most of the time don't notify you of the removal because the system hides that from you is, is just always wrong. So I'm kind of an abolitionist on this where I think it's, it's never appropriate to secretly uh, remove people's comment, but it's comments, but it's extremely common. What comment, cause you said that you could tell me what, what prompted you, what comment of yours was taken down or that you were alerted to that kind of lit the fire to get this going. Sure. Yeah. So in 2014, I was living in Taiwan. Actually, I was living there up until a few months ago. I just moved back to the U.S. Oh, wow. And I don't know if you remember, but there were some protests going on in in Hong Kong in 2014. And there was a Wall Street Journal article uh, with a video showing a protester getting beat up in in like a dark alley uh, by police. Actually, I do. I do remember that. Yeah. So there's, you know, uh, uh, and I happened to see that article shortly after it was posted. And I just wrote a comment saying something like, you know, it's not the job of the police to dole out, dole out punishment. That's the job of the courts. And, you know, of course, that comment gets um, rocketed to the to the top of the thread. And um, in 2018, I and I didn't uh, know at the time that that comment had been removed. That comment had been removed. Okay. Um, so, uh, basically, I had edited the comment, sort of taking advantage of that top stop, top spot, to say something else. And, um, you know, I don't know if it was automatically removed because of those edits, or if a moderator chose to go in and and remove it. But I didn't know that it had been removed. And several years later, when I was looking for uh, sort of a data science project to work on, I was comparing um, the different views through uh, uh, data that I could get from Reddit through what's called their API. Mm-hmm. And I noticed in one view that my comment showed up and the other view, it was missing. Um, so that's when I realized that this was you know, just how comment removals work on that site. Okay. So how, how, how many people are impacted? Cause I'm, I'm assuming 
like anybody else, you make a comment, it has a tendency to go viral, or you're just trying to bring awareness, whatever it is, at, at the uh, the time that the comment rockets to the top, people are more drawn to your comment, maybe look into what you're doing, and that can have impact on whatever you are doing in your life. How How often does this happen to people, and how impactful is it that they're shadow banning people like this? I mean, I think it's extremely impactful. It's scarily impactful. It, it's a huge factor in creating echo chambers and, and dividing all of us um, because it preys upon, you know, sort of the darkest side of, of each of us. Mm. Um, you know, it, it, if you're in control of one of these forums, you, you can secretly remove um, your disfavored viewpoints from other people and, and they're not going to go to another forum to uh, make their points, right? They're gonna stay stuck in yours. Um, yeah, so I think it's it's very, very impactful and uh, I see it happening in, in all of the subreddits um, that are on Reddit and that those span the, the political spectrum. Yeah, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not honing in on one side or the other. I'm more interested in the process. Do you yep. think that a company like, let's just say, that got taken over by Elon Musk X, um, and he's trying to be very transparent, and he's trying to provide lots of documentation to people, do you believe that there's still a lot of that going on within that social media uh, platform, just like anywhere else? Or do you think it will heavily depend on the leader of each platform of whether or not they allow this to, to happen? Great question. Uh Unfortunately, I think that that continues under Elon Musk. I really respect his initial push to uh, release those uh, documents, the, the Twitter files, detailing you know what went on behind the scenes that <clears throat> we didn't know about, and has even contributed to some court cases such as uh, Missouri versus Biden. Um, that's going to be heard in the Supreme Court uh, this term. Uh, but, you know, one of the changes that uh, X has made since his takeover is that you can't uh, view the replies to a tweet while you're logged out. And that's sort of what I would need as a programmer to demonstrate that um, your replies are, are not showing up uh, to be able to view that uh, while you're logged out. So, um, you know, that's his choice. And, and I don't argue for any legal remedies to this, this practice. I just, and, and I, I, I do sort of agree with you that it's, it's on the leaders of the platforms to declare that they're going to be transparent to, to the end user about their own con the status of their own content. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think there's also a social myth social media literacy component to it where if we don't know uh as a population that it's going that it's going on that it's just going to continue um yeah it will okay with that being said if we don't know what's going on it, it will continue and saying that it could be on the leader of each platform do you think that uh we need government to tell social media how to moderate so I think there are some really interesting 
attempts to to tackle this problem and i'm uh just reading the the details of those myself um so i think one really interesting criticism uh about section 230 i don't know if your audience is familiar with section 230 or if you are yeah absolutely okay so they're usually the tech advocates will point to one part of section 230 uh, c1 which is what gives them um, freedom from liability for user-generated content right right uh, but there's another part section c2 which says that they're allowed to remove uh, whatever they want and the the tech advocates often downplay section c2 because they say that's just what the first amendment says which is your private right to say what you want to say and and the platforms are are the speaker mm-hmm. but if the platforms are the speaker in section c2 uh then how are they not the speaker when it comes to being liable for other people's um other people's content so so they kind of have it both ways but um i think it's it's complicated it's, it's complicated because um you know this statute came about in in like the 90s uh, after a whole different time period and the internet yeah, just is not what it is some, now yeah that's true um there were conflicting court cases cases where like prodigy was being punished uh as prodigy was like a family focused uh internet service and and they were punished for some user generated content because they actually moderated their service Uh, so they supposedly like knew about the content that was up, but yeah, maybe you're right, um, that, uh, times have changed and, and I, I sort of leave the, uh, there are some court cases, um, that are being heard very shortly, um, referred to as the net choice cases and, uh, those sort of deal with this question, uh, of, whether or not the states can um, challenge, uh, I think, what Section 230 says. Um, So Texas sort of doesn't want the platforms to be uh, taking down content based on on viewpoint. If they're not going to be liable for user-generated content, then they shouldn't, um, you know, if, if the if the users are the speakers essentially then then the platform shouldn't be uh, acting like it's the speaker and and taking down whatever it wants um they're okay with taking down illegal content but not um uh what's otherwise constitutionally protected speech well, me- so i yeah that's really interesting case and and i think it's it's for the lawyers i personally myself don't argue for a legal uh remedy but part of that's because i don't understand the um uh the criticisms that are out there okay so l- let me ask you with that being said uh 
being that most of these social media platforms are corporations, there's an argument that's made that since they are a corporation, they're separate from it. They have the right to run their sites any way that they want. I'm just going to go from both directions. So um, do you agree from that point of view that if that corporation decided that they don't want certain things shown or said or whatnot, and do you agree that shadow banning in that case would be acceptable? Yeah, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, I, I am really, uh, would be really nervous. I think about asking the government to, um, enforce that that kind of transparency uh, because it would require i think uh reviewing companies uh private code bases um which to me kind of sounds like a government takeover of uh private platforms okay yeah, we're just going back and forth here. I mean, yeah. everybody's there's no right or wrong I'm, answers here because everybody has an opinion. So don't feel awkward uh, saying whatever you want to say. Me, me, and you are probably on different ends on this. I don't, I don't like government involved on anything, but I feel like if you yeah. act as a news organization, then whenever news is presented, it should be um, on there and it shouldn't be banned from people reading it. You let people decide for themselves. Um, but that's, yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I've, you know, after I answered that question, I really wanted to ask your opinion on this. So I'm so glad that you shared that. Yeah, that's so. Like I said, there's no right or wrong answers here. This is just me and you having a conversation. Um, going back to shadow banning. So now, if you're a person on any platform at all, other than obviously using the the tool that you've created, um, what can people do, or what's a good practice? to combat some of the shadow banning that's going on when they want their contents, they want their comments to be seen and heard um, because obviously this is everybody's soapbox and people, you know, they, they want to feel justified in what they say. So how do they navigate through that where they're at least the majority of what they're putting out is not being shadow banned? Yeah. Great question. Um, so you should be getting the same view of your own content that moderators get. So if it's removed on Reddit, you should see the red background. Mm-hmm. If your post or account is de-amplified on Twitter, you should see that indicator. Uh, if other people can't see your Facebook or YouTube comment, that should be indicated on your comment. So I think remedies to this are, are to talk about it. Focus on how, not what content is getting removed. That's mostly what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about how it's getting removed. And, you know, as far as I know, nobody has made real transparency uh, a consistent priority. But if enough people spoke up about the more fundamental issue of how content gets removed rather than what gets removed, then I think more people will invest in building products that serves that because it will be what people want. Okay. I, are you on Twitter by any chance? I am. I have a very small following. Well, uh, that's fine. Uh, so I, I got a question for you because it'll kind of play into a little bit what you're saying there. Mm. Um, a new feature that you see on Twitter, you post something out generally from you, not that you've retweeted, you've reposted it. You you found an article, you made a comment, you post it out. You have, we're just going to make it easy numbers here, 100 followers. Uh, you would like to think that when you post it out, it says views that at a minimum, you would think you'd get a hundred views because you have a hundred followers that at some point should possibly see your comment. 
when you send it out into cyberspace there and it comes back that you have say nine views do you think that that's a algorithm problem do you think that that's part of shadow banning how how do you think that plays into because i think a lot of people based upon what you just said would look at that and go it doesn't make sense to me i have x amount of followers and i'm only getting 12 views how how could that possibly be because at a minimum i would think i'd at least have this equal number of views to the people that are actively following me i think people are right to be concerned about this however uh it is really difficult to prove because the the way twitter works at least on on the top level is you're not given any sort of date ordering of of other people's feeds so you can't guarantee um the reason that your content may have shown up in somebody else's feed or not for example somebody one of your followers may be following you know a thousand other people and if they don't scroll through the most recent a thousand posts or you know whatever's up there uh, they may not see your content so you may get 99 views right or they might not even sign on to twitter um in the time that uh between when you post and when you check your your view count so what i focus on is date ordered comment sections mm-hmm. and i think those used to exist on twitter uh but they certainly exist on on reddit and facebook and and they're they're the most granular form of of content that that can be up there and and i think people have an intuitive um sense that that we should always be able to view content by date once you get into this algorithmic ranking stuff yes the problem gets very um difficult and and you you will often hear um those who support shadow bans actually they will sort of relish in this problem because they know there's no perhaps because they know there's no real answer to it um, but I, I think that you can always enforce transparency with a browser extension on uh, date-ordered comment sections. So, so I focus more on that. Okay. Do you, you have any plans going in the future to potentially, um, say, expand your Revit to include all the other social media sites, or is that already accessible in it right now? It's not accessible right now. Uh, I would love to do that. It's it's been quite time consuming for me to to maintain this site. There have been a lot of changes um, with Reddit and and an external service that I was using that that is no longer available uh, to drive people to the site uh, to to let them know that their content is being secretly removed. Because it's it's one thing to show people um, other people's content that gets removed. It's it's easy to get people riled up about that. But to to show people that their own content is is being removed is um a totally another total different battle. Um so yeah, I would, I would like to build more tools for other sites. Uh I've been self-funding this for several years. And you know, I, I haven't asked for donations. Um it, it's just a little bit uh difficult to do um but i'm i'm i've just just recently moved back to the us and i'm looking to connect with nonprofits and um free speech organizations or or even for profit news outlets who want to get this message out mm-hmm. 
Um, so I'm just in the early stages of doing that. Gonna try to link up with some conferences and and do more podcasts. And I also have a newsletter that I write. Uh, so yeah, I would love to expand it. Um, right now it's limited to Reddit, but I think that's a good case study because Reddit is pretty big. It's last reported over 400 million monthly active users, and it can be quite influential um, in terms of internet culture as well. Well, yeah, we saw a lot of that with the whole stock market when uh, when they really hammered everybody on Reddit when they uh, um, made a little bit of money there. Um, mm, yeah, the GameStop I, thing. Yeah, the GameStop thing. Hey, um, how was it? Uh, this is just a side question. How is it yeah. living in Taiwan? Or did you move back from Taiwan because of the threat of possible invasion? Or are the people pretty relaxed there about that? Um, what, what's it like? I've never been to Taiwan. I've never mm. traveled over there. So uh, is it... Uh, much like America, completely different culture, or um, did you leave because of the threat of potential war? I didn't leave because of that. I I, I actually met my wife over there um, almost 10 years ago. Okay. And uh, I had been in the region visiting a friend who lived over there. And, and yeah, just when you least expect it, you know, you meet somebody. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's the way it works. <laughs> But I would say mostly it's a different world, but there's a lot of similarities. And yeah, I left, I have some asthma actually. And where we were in the South is a little bit industrialized. And that was hitting me hard in the winter with, with the way the winds are in the summer, it would take pollution away. And then in the winter it would kind of hover or mm. even come from China. Um, but yeah, it was a great experience. I mean, definitely yeah. recommend uh, traveling around the world to anybody who, how is it working with tech over there because since you you built a tech platform um are they pretty tech savvy you could find a lot of entrepreneurs over there to help you do your work there or did you have to go outside of the country to kind of do what you're doing um in fact all the code that i wrote is just from me Uh, i didn't outsource any of it um there are a number of um software developers there some of whom i've worked with on on other projects um, and of course, all our chips are, are a lot of our uh, most important chips are, are coming from a Taiwanese company. That's a big thing. Uh, it's called TSMC. Um, so yeah, definitely a lot of smart people over there. Um, I was kind of in my own bubble working on, on this particular project. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. So, uh, Stephen, if anybody would like to read your newsletter, visit your website, check if they're being shadow banned reach out to you, podcasts, whatnot, go ahead, give everybody all the information that they would need to uh, get a hold of you. Yeah, so my newsletter might be the best entry. It's removednews.com. So if you don't know anything about shadow banning and and maybe even don't use social media, like why should I care about this? You can check that out. Um, And then of course, if you have a Reddit account, you can go to revedit.com, R-E-V-E-D-D-I-T.com. And punch in your Reddit username and maybe find some content that was removed that you didn't know about. And um, I'm also on Twitter uh, at R-H-A-K-S-W, but uh, I think the two websites are the best way to to follow my work. To get all of you. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Stephen, I appreciate you coming on with me today. Um, and uh, Yes, yeah, Robert, actually. Rob, I'm sorry, Jesus. Uh, yeah, I, no, I don't know why no, you, got, you got me stuck in there. <laughs> Your name's got me stuck in there since I saw it. Um, yeah, Robert, I appreciate you coming on with me today. And um, 
uh, good luck in the future. And hopefully you'll continue to create this because I think shadow banning is as big of a problem as you do. Yeah, appreciate you, Joe. Thanks so much for having me on. And that wraps up another episode of Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Thank you for tuning in and joining the conversation. Don't forget to subscribe to stay updated on all our latest episodes. And join us next time as we continue to explore the issues that shape our world. Until then, stay informed and stay engaged.